0: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE.
1: discount tires. Buy three, get one free on the popular Falcon Wild Peak AT3W All-Terrain Tire. This is Saturdays in SA
2: with Bryce Gibbs and Tom Lyon. With Bryce Gibbs and Tom Lyon.
3: Oh yes, so good to have you company this morning. Huge weekend of AFL football with massive ramifications around the finals. Well, actually, not so many ramifications now after a certain decision last Saturday night, but we've moved on. We're not going to talk about that today, Bryce Gibbs. As I say, good morning to you on the eve of your final game for South Adelaide.
0: Good morning, Tom. Good morning to everyone this morning on what is a beautiful day, a beautiful (laughs) Saturday morning. You can just tell that spring's... Just around the corner, you get the the nice, sunny, crisp mornings Yeah. from a football point of view, finals, you you can smell the freshly cut grass. It's uh, a good time of the year, Tom.
3: Well, you know what signifies spring? My wife pulled me out the back, uh, brought me out to the backyard the other day, and she goes, have a look at this. And I'm like, what is it? What are we looking at? She pulls me into the corner of the yard and shows me a little blossom that's grown on one of our winter trees. That uh, signifies the beginning of spring, the feeling of finals football and um, outdoor golf.
0: Yes, yes, we were talking uh, just before the show, we're due for a game yeah, of golf, so exactly I'm certainly looking are. forward to that in the next couple of weeks. But uh, yeah, as you mentioned, big show today. Yeah. Uh, bit of a disappointing game though last night, wasn't it? A Bit of a lead balloon type setup.
3: Yeah, and we'll get to that in a little bit, but Brad Scott did not hold back in his press conference. He just let them know exactly where he thought the side was at and he said basically after viewing them for 9 to 12 months that some of their standards were nowhere near the mark. So, um, look, I'm actually happy for Essendon that they've got a guy like him in there who's going to really make the most of the talent that they have and the talent that they're going to get. But on the positive side for Collingwood, um, first uh, minor premiership for a long while, and they've got a bit of form going into finals now.
0: Yeah, it's, it was just the tune-up that they needed, wasn't it? The, that yeah. confidence boost, obviously, off, off the back of a a pretty average month in terms of performance. So, yeah, I, I was pretty disappointed with Essendon, to be honest. I mean, mm. only three or four weeks ago, they were contending for, for a top-eight spot.
3: Yeah, they were fifth.
0: And uh, looking like they just needed to win a couple more games to, to tick that off. Uh, and obviously, it'd be rivalry as well. Like, those sort of mm. games... Uh, the, the Anzac Day clash—they're they're big games, and whether, yeah. whether it's a dead rubber or not, you still get up for those games. And mm. essentially, the game was over at quarter time, wasn't it? Eight goals to nothing in the first quarter, and it was just it was a boring game of footy in there. And it was just—they yeah. they didn't compete; they didn't want to want to uh, win it at the contest and yeah, I'd nearly turn it off at half time.
3: Yeah, it was really boring to be honest. Bryce, last week you came in here with conjunctivitis. I'm just checking is that all cleared up?
0: Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm good to go, Tom. All, okay, well that's good. Clean and fresh, which is good.
3: That's good for you. Now, guess what I woke up with <laughs> did yesterday it. morning. You did it. And it's not the clap. <laughs> <laughs> Conjunctivitis? Did you really? Conjunctivitis in my eyes.
0: Well, why are you telling me this
3: now? Well, so because they, it makes me think. At what need point? A bit more
0: distance.
3: At what point of last week's show were our faces pressing together? Yeah, I'm trying to. I'm trying try try I think yeah, it was go. during the Matilda's chat. <laughs> <laughs> we were so emotional and ramped up. You were I could, yeah, I could feel you pressing up against me, and that's how I got the conjunctivitis. So, uh, yeah, it's going around. Happy to take it on, though. No, well, Thank you. Good luck. What did you Could do? You did, did you get that? eye drops?
0: Yeah, I did. Yeah. I've got some left over if you want to... Okay. Can, I can bring
3: him in next week for you. The prices of some of the stuff at pharmacies right now, I yeah, might we'll take you up on that offer. Bryce, look, it is a sad day, a happy day, an emotional day for you and a lot of footy fans because you're going to be doing your last game with South Adelaide, which marks the end of a significant, powerful and amazing footy career and I want to know you know what you're thinking what you're feeling how you came to this decision uh why you did and we're going to talk about that up next but has it been just to touch on it has it do you feel emotions or do you just uh push them back down
0: no there's no doubt just whether it's just the mature thing and as you get older I've certainly become a lot more emotional yeah. in, in my older age. Yeah. And even uh, I've had, I've been overwhelmed with all yeah. the, the well wishes this week. I didn't, yeah. sort of didn't think it was that big a deal, mm. to be honest, that uh, that I'm finishing up uh, today. But yeah, just a couple of text messages come through from different people and I can, you know, you read them and lovely, mm. lovely messages and starting to get a little bit, you know, Fuzzy. a bit teary, be a little bit, oh. a bit foggy in the, in the eyes. So yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's been fantastic to uh, receive a, a few well wishes and... And good luck, text this week. So, uh, yeah, everything, all good things must come to an end. And as uh, as athletes, sometimes you, you want to play forever and you think you can play forever, but uh, it doesn't usually work out, pan out that way.
3: Yes, and some days you come in, I ask, where are you, you sore? And you say, my body. <laughs> <laughs> that certainly would take a toll. We're going to delve right into that, guys. Up next, we're going to... Really get the feeling around what Bryce is thinking and feeling and why. And we're also going to be joined by your coach, Buffer, Jared Wyatt. He's going to jump on and um, give his thoughts around your your time at South and your final game. And one of your closest mates, Mark Murphy. What can you tell me about your friendship with Mark?
0: Oh, there's a couple of big guests, Tom. <laughs> it's nice of you to tee <laughs> well, that up for uh, me this morning. Well, uh,
3: that's all producer, Jace's
0: producer Jace, go on. fine uh,
3: work. He was shouting at the printer just before, but on the other hand, he's uh, booked the good guests. He's
0: uh, done well this week, uh, producer Jace. And, uh, you know, he's one of my my closest mates, obviously getting, uh, sharing a locker next to him for 11 years at the Blues and uh, we're in each other's wedding party and those sort of things. So, yeah, obviously being the number one pick before I got to the club, Mm. obviously had that in common before we even started our friendship and... And, uh, yeah, just lean on him through through all those years and we've become best mates. So, yeah, good to have him on the show today.
3: Oh, amazing. And for Port Adelaide fans, uh, Kenny Hinckley's uh, strangely doing his presser today. So he's going to speak ahead of their game tonight, is it? Or no, it's tomorrow, at midday. He's going to be speaking uh, just after 10 a.m. So we're going to tune into that live and hear what Kenny's got to say. But w- what do you think of uh, Port's chances? Is it a walk in the park for them?
0: You would think so. Yeah, yeah. You, you would think so. And they're off the back of having a, a really good game last week. I reckon they've got their mojo back. Uh, you know, Richmond, the couple of their yeah. retirees aren't playing. Mm. Um, they'll just they, – they have a free swing, Richmond. There, there's no doubt about that. They, they have a pretty good record here at Adelaide Oval. But, yeah, you'd think Port Adelaide after last week, confidence is up. They're, they're starting to, to get their rhythm back and, and they should just get it done.
3: Yeah. They have a couple of guys they want to play into form. Finn Layson I reckon, is one. And they, their, their midfield, I think, will just be a little bit too dynamic for what Richmond will have. And there are a lot of babies coming into Richmond's team this week, which is a great thing because they're turning over a new leaf and looking what's ahead for them. So an interesting off-season as well in their chase for a coach. No-one really has a real good feel for who they're going to get.
0: Yeah, there's a couple of candidates that they're, they're looking at and they're cutting the list uh, by mm. the day. So it'll be interesting to see how they go. Uh, and from the crows' point of view, Tom yes. might put it out to the text line oh four two seven one five four one double six. Uh, What's
3: your favourite memory of Bryce? <laughs> <laughs> Just from a crows' point of view.
0: Yeah, there are not many games that play. <laughs> Uh The year, the crows' year. Obviously, we yes. know what happened last week, uh, and they probably should be playing finals, but they're not. But mm. crows fans, are you happy? Is uh, it been a successful year? Is it have they passed what they set out to achieve? At the start of the year, uh, they mm. made progress. So want to hear from the Crows fans on 0427 154 166. Send them through.
3: That's an interesting question because, yes, they have chronologically made progress with the three wins, five wins, seven wins, eight wins, or whatever it's been over the last few years. So this year will likely be 11 if they beat West Coast. Um, but it's not going to be a walkover game. They're going to be high on emotion with what's likely to be Adam Simpson's last game and, of course, their champions, Shannon Hearn, Luke Shuey. So they will be ready to roll West Coast. Oh, and off some
0: electric form, oh. knocking the dogs off as well yeah. last week. So, yeah, it is. They will be up and about, the, the West Coast Eagles, but you'd think Adelaide should still, Surely. still get it done.
3: And a bit of a, a bypass product plot within the game is Tex Walker. If they decide to funnel a few goals through him, I'll, I'll be watching for that for sure. That's on tonight. You can hear it on SEN and uh, AFL Nation on your SEN app. We have got a massive show coming up. Thank you for joining us so far. Up next, we're going to dive into you, Bryce, very, very deeply. Indeed, it's currently 8.43 and a top of there is no weather report on my screen, so I'm going to assume around 19 degrees.
1: City Discount Tyres. Buy three, get one free on the popular Falcon Wildpeak AT3W All-Terrain Tyre.
3: This
2: is Saturdays in SA with Bryce Gibbs and Tom Lyon. Well,
3: good morning to you. Thanks for joining us. It's going to be a top of 20 degrees. It's been confirmed from our producer, Jace. And it's time for a little bit of a celebration because our good friend Bryce Gibbs is hanging up the boots for the final time after 268 AFL games, 231 for the Blues and 37 for the Crows, 77 SA games, a few for the Tigers at the very beginning there and the Crows team, but predominantly for the Mighty Panthers. You just popped your head in there at the office and uh, won a McGarry medal first year there. But the real feather in your cap, Bryce, would have to have been your appearance on Neighbours with Margot Robbie.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that I'm, for mine. I am claiming I put her on the on the world stage, on the map.
3: Yep. Have you stayed in touch ever since that, yeah, pl- that moment? Nah, just,
0: I've, I've tried to get in touch with her a few times, but she's, yeah. uh,
3: <coughs> she's categorised you as one, and one of those other yep. stalkers. Yep. Mate, um... Congratulations, firstly, but uh, tell me about your thought process leading up to this point. Like, we haven't really talked about it, but, you know, you might, you get a vibe on things. Well, how long ago did your thoughts begin on this?
0: Yeah, it's, it's a good question, and, and a, a little bit, my thought process was a little bit different compared to finishing up at the Crows. Mm. Uh, obviously, that was more of a, there was going to be a lack of opportunity yeah. uh, to, to play in the senior side. So. Uh, when I finished uh, from the AFL, I still thought I had a, a couple of years left of footy in me. So this this decision was a little bit different because one, obviously, get three years older. So th- there's no doubt you would love to play forever and you think you can play forever. Mm. But th- there's no doubt I've started to slow down in terms of... Um, Performance and and game day requirements and what you know the mm. training and, and that sort of thing. So that that was a bit of a, a flag earlier in the year. Also the injuries. So your body, yeah, I started to uh, get a, a couple of soft tissue injuries. So I did uh, did my hammy uh, in uh, in the, one of the practice games. Yeah, and had some calf issues over the last couple of weeks. So there's another bit of an indication that yeah, yeah. your body starts to get a, a little bit more fragile as well. Um, broke my thumb as well. Can't do much about impact injuries, but the last probably two years, I've only probably, I've missed nearly a year worth of games in the last two years. Mm. So um, that sort of thing comes in into your, your thought process as well. Uh, and th- the other thing too, uh, the, the commitment required to still play in the sandful. it's obviously a semi-professional Competition, but mm. the, the hours that you that require you to, to stay or to perform at a high level in this competition, it requires a lot mm. of commitment and three, four uh, training sessions a week, uh, weight sessions, uh, game day, obviously, then then your recovery on, on top of that. I, I sort of I've started to the motivation started to to wane a little bit, Tom. So when yeah. when that's sort of starting to happen, that's probably a good indication that it's quite, you're probably close to to finishing mm. up. So, um, they're probably the main reasons along with obviously a, a young family as well. We've got, yeah. uh, an eight year old and a, a four year old at home and, and the demands with school sports starting to, to take yep. over the weekends. So, uh, as an example, last weekend we had football carnival on a Saturday morning, Sunday morning was a couple of hours of basketball and then a dance concert on S- Sunday afternoon. So. <laughs> Uh, having those sort of things, uh, taking over our weekends, you know, if I'm still trying to run around playing, playing sport at uh, what's well, still pretty high level at the end, I still think it's the best comp outside the AFL yeah. for me to be choosing to, you know, go and pursue those things from a personal level, it's probably a bit selfish of me, uh, going and doing that and not, mm. uh, you know, investing in my kids, you know, sporting and, and things they want to, want to achieve in their life. So combination of all those things put yeah. together. Uh, yeah, started to have the conversations probably a month, five weeks ago with the footy club and yeah, knew that uh, this was going to be my, my last year at uh, the Panthers.
3: Yep. Okay. So when, I mean, I'd imagine when you're thinking about uh, pulling up stumps, it causes you to reflect uh, back on your time, probably from the very beginning, which was at Glenelg. Do you tend to think back to where it started and, and sort of the journey that it's been on?
0: Yeah, absolutely, and and that's why I've I've really enjoyed coming back and, and playing a few years, especially in the Sandful, because mm. I remember when I was fifteen, sixteen, playing senior footy at the Bay. Uh, those guys that invested in me and looked after me through that time, mm. some of those guys I still have really good relationships with and, and still speak to uh, today. So for me to come back to the Sandful and, and do bit of that mentoring and, and helping some of the the juniors in their development uh, and we've seen some of those guys go on and uh, make the AFL which is fantastic and we've seen some of those guys come through and, and are playing league footy at the Panthers and hopefully go on to have uh, long careers 100 game players potentially uh, for South Adelaide so that gives me fulfills me with a bit of joy that mm. you know I've been able to pass on some of my experiences and, and learnings over the journey and And, uh, yeah, it's, it's been, um, I probably haven't reflected on it too much. There's no doubt that will sort of happen over Mm. over the next couple of months. Um, uh, once, once today's done and dusted, but, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's been a a long journey, it's all I've ever known pretty much Tom, obviously since coming out of high school drafted and then obviously coming back, working in footy full-time and, and playing, it's sort of all, all, all I've done for the last 17, 18 years. So it will be a little bit different and uh, a little bit sad once, you know, pre-season rolls around or that the season starts next yeah. year and I'm not involved. It will be a little bit different for me. But, uh, yeah, I've been very, very lucky, very lucky along the way to, uh, to you know, play as many years as I have. I've had a bit of luck along the way as well. And, and uh, yeah, it is, it is fitting. It is bittersweet that I'll play my last mm-hmm. game at Glenelg, uh, yeah. Glenelg, at Glenelg over where it all started for me. And it's actually their, uh, their past players day today as well. So I know a lot <laughs> of the old boys from where my old man used to play, will be down there. Some of the old guys that I first started with at Glenelg, uh, in 2005, 2006, will wow. be having a few beers on the hill and heckling me, uh, <laughs> from, from the hill, which is, uh, which is perfect for me. I can't really see, you know, it's the perfect way to go out really.
3: Yeah. When you look back, say on your time with Carlton, the Crows, and South, even Glenelg, is there anything particular thing that you'll miss most? You know, coming into a footy club and that weekly routine that's kind of set out for you. What do you reckon you miss most about that?
0: Yeah, it's probably the the locker room banter, and a lot of guys say it when they when they finish up that mm. that fifteen minutes post a game if you've had a win. Just in sitting in the rooms, in, enjoying each other's company, you've just sung the song together. Everyone's got smiles on their faces. That's probably the the biggest thing I'll, yeah. I'll miss the most. Um, so yeah, I mean, there's a lot of other things that that come that come with it that I'll miss as well. But yeah, that that 15 minutes after a win in the room, just sharing it with each other, talking about the game, um, talking about some of the mistakes you might have made, some of the, the highlights in that game. It's uh, that's that's the thing I'll probably miss the most.
3: Yep. A lot of footy players, AFL and Sample, more so um, AFL, but you've been lucky enough to sort of project what you – have a few ideas, few irons in the fire of what you could possibly do post-footy, but a lot of people have an ex- existential crisis when they leave the game. Do you have much apprehension about what's going to come next for you or are you th- – got some thoughts on oh, that there,
0: there's always a little bit of unknown and yeah mm. a little bit of anxiety around that at times but yeah, I've been lucky enough to, to be working full-time at South Adelaide in, in junior development and and again it's a, a really rewarding job working with our junior programs and I've, uh, I've learned a lot of Mark Clayton who's uh, been amazing in his role for the footy club uh, uh, in the past so as talent manager so whether there's a future there you know there's still Still a chance I could still be working at South for the next twelve months, still full time in in that role. Yeah, um, might get a, a bit bit more of a workload in that space. Um, obviously enjoying the the time in the media, uh, working with you yes. every Saturday morning as well, Tom. So best part of your life. That was a, a <laughs> career pathway I thought I'd never I'd never go down. Obviously mm. having a a, a love hate relationship with the media as a player. Um, on the flip side, now being involved in it, I, I actually surprisingly have been really enjoying it so yeah. whether there's uh more opportunity in uh in the media space and for SEN going forward I'll, I'll certainly look at that but yeah it's uh I don't know <laughs> there's, there's probably a bit of uh, thinking I need to do mm. over the next couple of months and, and try and work out what that is but uh I'll probably just take a, a deep breath to start with mm. try and maybe book a holiday hopefully get over to Melbourne f- watch some uh finals footy oh, hopefully yes. the bag is Uh, Can do some work, uh, some damage in September Mm. and uh, then sit down and and start working it all out.
3: When, uh, well, from my understanding, seeing you come in after games and observing you've had your your legs, your arms, your neck, your feet, your head have been hurting. Are you going to miss getting your head kicked in in the doing inside uh, midfield work there?
0: Nah, not not really, you <laughs> know, Buffers actually looked after me this On year the wing. been played a bit more outside, yeah. which has been great, uh, you know, giving some of those other young guys opportunities in and around the footy, so I don't have to get bash bash <laughs> from pillar to post. It's been nice. So um yeah, I mean it it will it will be nice, but uh I have heard a couple of players uh, that have retired in the last couple of years, So they actually miss that. They actually miss waking up sore on a, on a Sunday morning, right. which is a little bit strange. A little but
3: bit of a dark fetish. Until
0: I, until uh, I go through that and experience that, I won't know. But uh, now I'm certainly certainly very content with the decision, and uh, you know, looking forward to the what the next chapter will be in my lifetime.
3: Yep. Finally, uh, people see the outside you and the successful version. You know, at Carlton in particular, those. Um well, I'll say glory years for Bryce Gibbs. Maybe they weren't such glory years for Carlton and uh, the Crows and and now South. They see the results and the evidence when they see you play, but there would be a few people behind the scenes that wouldn't get a mention often or may not be known. Are there there many of those that uh, helped you along the way?
0: there's, There's heaps, Tom, you know, from... From your direct family, wife mm. Lauren, the kids, mum and dad, my my two sisters, obviously the the key pillars in yeah. in your support when when things are, are going bad. You yeah, know they're, they're the ones that, that keep you going, that that keep you keep you on track. Obviously your your closest friends. I'm lucky mm. enough to still have a, a group of uh, schoolmates um, that uh, I speak to regularly. It's about eight, nine, ten of us that. that catch up it still mm. every six weeks at the barbecue in, down at Glenelg and, and stay in touch. Um, and then the, the magnificent people you meet through footy clubs along the way. Um, coaches, support staff, um, trainers, physios, doctors, obviously the players as well. Um, footy clubs are, are amazing places to, to meet people mm. and the, the friendships and bonds you create over, over a journey. Um, uh, you know, you, you create lifetime friendships. Um, so that's one thing that um, I'm very grateful to be able to experience and, and have these friendships going forward. And, um, you know, you certainly can't get, it, get through, you know, uh, an 18-year career without the support uh, and love mm. from from these people. So, uh, yeah, very, very fortunate to have and have these people and have met these people in, uh, in my football journey so far.
3: Yeah, I can sense from the emotion in your voice there that that's um – a huge part of your your gratitude that you're feeling right now. Uh, well, you're going to go out with a bang. What are the after-party plans post-match today? And do you have anything... You know, some people, when they quit their jobs, they do some weird stuff when they are about to depart. I've seen friends Photoshop uh, the faces of the bosses onto some bizarre pictures. You got anything planned in-game? And what have you got planned post-game?
0: No, nah, nothing planned as yet. I mean obviously we'd love to be going on and, and playing finals footy mm. this year, but that's not going to be the case. So look, uh, just looking forward to hopefully just getting a couple of kicks, you know, <laughs> kick, kicking a goal in front of the, the past players. he would be, would be yeah. uh, the, the perfect way to go out, Tom. But uh, no, nah, as long as there's a, a couple of cold beers in the change rooms, once uh, the final siren is sung um, and yeah, just spending time with, uh, with the Panthers crew post game, we'll, uh, we'll perch up somewhere, no doubt. And, uh, just reflect on what's been, uh, you know, and a very lucky career that uh, I've been able to churn out.
3: Well, mate, uh, congratulations on the whole journey. You know, I've I've watched since you were at the very start as an AFL Nuff from the very beginning, from when you were drafted to Carlton and all your amazing exploits on the field and polished finish as well. Um, working with you over the last year, you know, you've got the most balanced temperament of anyone I've ever met. Like you're, uh, nothing flabbergasts you, uh, unless you're pushed right to the edge. <laughs> and, um, you know, I've no doubt that, uh, you will have some amazing success with all the little lions in the fire that you've had over the last year or so in the, whether it's in the media or in coaching or both, or whether you become a, a male, um, you know, a special male worker. <laughs> But, mate, congratulations.
0: Thank you, Tom. Thank you very much.
3: We are also accepting congratulations on the text line 0427 And we're also asking, Bryce, are you happy with the Crows' season? Did it get a pass mark for you or did you expect more from this Adelaide side? That's on 0427 154 uh, Very nicely articulated, Bryce Gibbs. And I certainly will be watching you in the South Colours later today.
1: On the popular Falcon Wild Peak AT3W all terrain tyre. This is Saturdays in SA with Bryce Gibbs and Tom Lyon.
3: Yes, good morning. It's a top of 20 degrees, nice and sunny. Spring is on the way, and we are here in SENSA's Studio Lumo at number one King William Street, powered by Lumo Energy SA and City Discount Tires, four wheel drive tyre deals are on now Bryce we've got a very special friend of yours who is uh, going to be with us in a moment but before we get to that I wanted to know why Sloane was left out and I think it's pretty obvious because he's had some eye problems over the journey.
1: Sloane won't play we just we just will not take a risk around and that especially with with the history that Sloane's had around the eyes um, so that gives an opportunity to a couple of other players who are going to come in really hungry and that's what we're going to have to be this week.
3: Have you ever known a player to get that many eye injuries as Rory Sloane has?
0: Well, maybe he's got the conjunctivitis that's going around, Tom, <laughs> that, you, uh, that you're picking out he's, of your, uh, your eyeballs at the moment. But no, there is no, there's no risk they need to take yeah. with him. Obviously, he signed his new contract. It's uh, pretty sensitive there. If he gets another poke in the eye, it could be, could be danger for him. So, uh, yeah, they don't need to take the risk.
3: Bryce, uh, you're hanging up the boots today, as we just touched on earlier, and we thought what a great opportunity to get your best friend and former number one pick from Carlton, Mark Murphy on the phone. Good morning, Mark. What are you up to at the moment?
4: Uh, yeah, good morning, boys. Uh, just uh, just looking after the kids, actually, on a nice Saturday morning. So might duck down the park and have a kick with a young fella, but uh, just taking it easy and just hearing so much news about it, the big fella hanging up the boots, so I thought sort I'd of jump on the phone.
3: Oh, fantastic! Thanks so much for calling in for us. Um, what What are your first initial memories of Gibber when he came into Carlton and you guys slowly started building a, a friendship there? What were your first impressions of him?
4: Uh, well, first of all, I was pretty impressed because he actually turned up probably about four or five days late because he's <laughs> down at Victor Harbour on on schoolies. Uh, it was a bit different than my first year when I was I just lobbed up on a Monday morning and
3: yeah.
4: was, was straight into the thick of it. But uh, Gibbsy obviously had a bit of pull and turned up on the Friday following the uh, the draft of the week before. So he we, he um, we obviously played some pretty good cards early on. But um, no, my my initial thoughts were uh, obviously hugely talented, um, still babyface pretty much on myself, but. Uh, mm. Yeah, no, he he came in and he um he probably wasn't the fittest bike going around. He probably was never the fittest running a two yep. k time trial, but um, he was uh, he was pretty pretty impressive. I remember watching a lot of his his highlights playing uh, back at Glenelg when he was a, a young kid and, and dominating playing senior footy. So yeah, it was uh it was a big thrill playing with him for a lot of years. Uh, the Boot Gibbs we used to call him, but um, he's obviously had a, a huge career. At, uh, at AFL level and, and obviously in the Sanford winning and McGarry but uh, just hugely talented and, and someone I love playing footy with.
3: Nice. How would you describe your friendship your relationship that you guys have built? It's a, a special bond?
4: Oh yeah special bond we obviously shared um, a lot of years playing football together but obviously being both number one picks you, um, you come in with a lot of expectation and mm. uh, there's obviously a big spotlight when you're playing in a big club like Carlton but um yeah, we we probably didn't take ourselves too seriously. We we worked pretty hard trying to to get the club back to where we wanted to be and and trying to play in big finals. Unfortunately, we sort of we had a few few uh, big games the MCG, which were, were really fond memories playing against Essendon and Richmond and winning those games. But we we unfortunately lost quite a few uh, close finals interstate. But um, yeah, I think we we tried, tried our best to try and get the club back into to playing finals and, and having some sort of success. But unfortunately for us, we didn't have that team success. But I think, um, I think the way in which he, he approached it, he was, was, was really selfless in the way he actually played because he was sort of a Mr. Yeah. Fix-it for a lot of years for us. He played on uh, some of the superstars of the game and Adam Goods and, and Blanket with him. He played up forward, down back on a wing through the midfield. So he was sort of a jack of all trades, Kimsey and, um, yeah, it was always always that player that Rats certainly called upon to to play various roles for the team. So that was something that really stood out to me was just the, the ability to play all over the over the ground with it, wherever the coach wanted him to play.
3: Yeah, people sometimes forget that that you started giving uh, doing a few tagging jobs on Adam Goods and some of the game's best, and that was probably a good apprenticeship to turn you into. Uh, you know the inside-outside midfielder that you became, Murph. Have you noticed any quirks about his personality over the journey? We've just covered the on-field stuff well, but off-field, we know he's not the straight bat that he, you know, that he's presented to to the media o- over those years. There's there's a loose cannon named Bruce buried deep inside there. Uh, do you have any off-field memories?
4: Oh, oh, plenty. I'm not sure. Where it's, uh, <laughs> He certainly got an alter ego, um, yeah. Bruce, that you, you call him. <laughs> there, but, um, he, uh, he certainly had some some funny moments off field. He was very very well performed on Mad Mondays, and mm-hmm. was a leader of footy trips for for quite a number of years. I I do remember missing one footy trip. I've never heard the end of it. So I think he was. I think it was probably eight or nine in a row. Gives you, unfortunately, for for probably players these days at AFL level, they don't really do the footy trips, but. Gives you was certainly the leader of men when it came to to organising footy trips. Um, he actually came over and, and tried and wanted to start a faster pasta food chain over here, <laughs> a restaurant over here.
3: Yes. he, uh, he
4: couldn't be- he couldn't believe it that um, there was no faster pasta here in Melbourne. There was, I think, they lit it everywhere throughout Adelaide. But yeah, he, he quickly he quickly learnt that uh, Melbourne's a different dynamic than what Adelaide is. But um, we always had some big ideas standing at the bar over a few beers talking about how we're going to go into business together and talk a lot of rubbish. So it was some good times.
3: Yeah, so by the sounds of it, he had a very dull uh, f- food appetite, not, <laughs> not very many options, didn't want to expand his horizons beyond pasta uh, leading into you know, his footy games. Um, Murph, watching the Blues from afar now, just pivoting, what, what are your thoughts yeah. of their year and how they're going?
5: Yeah,
4: well, um, it's certainly been a roller because of the year hasn't it? they they started off okay and were doing well for probably the first five or six games. They were probably weren't playing great football, but they were managing to hold on and win. And then they obviously went through that really tough period where they um, just looked like they couldn't score. They I think they probably averaged fifty two points I think for for a couple of months, and you know, everyone was questioning where they were at, questioning their leadership. And you know you've got to give them a lot of credit for being able to turn around in season and and adjust the. The game that they were playing, they um, yeah, they've sort of just taken the whole competition by storm, haven't they? Over the past you know eight weeks, they've obviously won nine in a row. But you know, beating you know Port Adelaide after they were, you know, I think they were thirteen in a row at one point before they came up against Carlton. They got got touched up here at Marvel, and then they had uh, had a game against Collingwood a couple of weeks later, and and obviously beat them when they were at their peak as well. No, they've been missing players throughout, which has been one of the probably the more impressive thing of They've been missing Chera and, and Harry Mackay and, and Sam Walsh and Mitch mm-hmm. McGovern of, of late. So they've been able to win games of football by, and missing some of their starts. So um, I think the depth of their side is, is something that's sort of been questioned over the years. That I think they've got really strong depth there now. So they're not just relying upon Paddy Cripps dominating week to week. They've, they've got stars throughout the side, but they've all, they're also their bottom six I think really, really lifted in the past uh, couple of months. So um, I'm I'm pretty excited, no doubt. Gibbsy is he he, he he bleeds blue as well, but um, I sort of said probably four or five weeks ago they don't lose from here, so I've, I'm, I'm I'm sticking onto that track and I think they win it down the down the track and hopefully Gibbsy can come over and and celebrate with us, but um, we're not getting too carried away on uh, the, the the lid's certainly well and truly on around here, but uh, as as Gibbsy knows the Carlton faithful they can give you a good smack when you're not performing and they can get right around you when you are winning, so. It's a good place to be at the the moment Melbourne when uh, when the baggers are up and about.
0: Yeah, it certainly is, Mark. And I was was going to ask you that, uh, what sort of damage you think they can do in the finals, but you've obviously just answered that. But how do they um, manage match committee? So you mentioned all these other guys stepping up and and just playing their role with a couple of guys coming back in. Do you reckon that's going to disrupt what they've done over the last nine weeks? Because, as you said, key... Uh, personnel out they've been able just to find a way and get it done
4: yeah look it's an interesting one when people bring up that you don't want to bring you know, players in and unsettle the mix for what's been working but they've actually been having quite an unsettled side for, for that uh, that crew, where they have been winning they've had players come in and out through injury and suspension and, um, and the like so I think when you've got your best players out you need to bring them in there's no point in just leaving them out because the side's been winning anyway so I think it's a good problem to have and I think the best sides over the journey that we've we've uh, we've seen when we've played against them gives you they've had great depth and I sort of just alluded to that before. I think they can can call upon guys who um, have been playing VFL for you know parts of the year. I think there was a, a game a few weeks ago where they had 16 guys playing in the AFL squad who had played VFL at, at various points throughout the season. So it just shows you that they've got guys who um, they can call upon that can fill a role. But I think when you've got you know, Adam Chera, who's missed, who I think would still be leading their B&F at the moment, um, and a Sam Walsh, who we know how good he is. You, you bring those sides in. There's even been that discussion of having, having Harry Mackay come back through the VFL, which is quite extraordinary when you've got a cold medalist sitting there coming back in. But I, think, um, I don't think it will unsettle the mix too much. They've got to be smart about the way in which they go about it. I think they can't play all their tools altogether, I think, in, in finals. It'll be interesting to see which mix they go with they currently got Jack Slavani who's been injured but played VFL last week and now is injured again so they'll obviously go with Pitney and, and, and De Conning in the ruck and then you've got your tools obviously up up for. but it'll be interesting to see what happens when Jack Slavani becomes available again whether they go for a, a Tom De Conning to, to play first ruck and Jack play that more mobile second ruck but it's, uh, it's a good problem to have to having a lot of these these players come become available and now McGovern's back this week as well which is which is handy
0: yeah, it certainly is a good problem to have, as you said, and just one before we let you go, obviously, you mentioned me and you uh, late uh, in the corner of Eve, late nights, <laughs> trying to work out uh, some projects that uh, <laughs> we can start, but you are actually got a few projects on the go at the moment, mate. Do you want to uh, tell us about that, doing some good yes. work in the uh, the business world?
4: Uh, yeah, going all right at the moment, is, and you're right, because we did come up with quite a few plans or quite a few businesses over the journey that we are trying to... <laughs> get up in the bed in the early hours of the morning after a few beers, but um, yeah, just finished a pub that I've uh, been project managing uh, out in Kew in the inner eastern suburbs of, of Melbourne that um, has been going really well. So it have been open for over a week called the Clifton Hotel. Uh, so Guy Grossi is a well-known chef in Melbourne who's doing all the food there for us, which has been great. And then uh, into another one, the Vine Hotel in Collingwood, which will turn into a Spanish bar and restaurant. So yeah, plenty going on and off-field, mate. So um, it's uh, it's sort of good to mix the doing the commentating on a on a Sunday that I do with, with ABC um, and then doing, obviously, the the uh, construction side sort of things, which I've, I've obviously been pretty um, passionate about over the years, Gibbsy. So, um, yeah, keen to get you involved, mate, if you want to put your hard-earned into a few pubs <laughs> over here, mate. Beautiful.
0: Now i got a bit more time on my hands. I'll have to uh, look at that for sure.
3: <laughs> Mark Murphy um... – Thank you for calling in and giving us your very special insight on, on some of Gibber's journey. Thank you.
4: No, thanks for having me, boys, and good luck today. Gibber, you've been a, been a superstar, mate, so hopefully the, the boys can find a leg for you, mate, and get up against your old, all your old family's mob and Glenelg as well, and um, probably from where it all started to where it all finished. It's pretty ironic that you're back out there playing at the Bays, but uh, good luck, mate. You've been a star, so all the best, buddy.
0: Thanks, Mark.
3: There he is, Mark Murphy, Bryce's best mate, former number one pick as well for Carlton. Uh, would you say he was probably the closest of, of relationships at Carlton?
0: Yeah, there's obviously a handful of guys that uh, that I was really close with and, and he's certainly right up there. And mm. yeah, as you mentioned, just the, the experiences that we were able to share going through similar similar type um, pathway. Mm. Um, yeah, it was, was very lucky that I had him by my side for most of
3: my career. Nice. Uh, we're also going to chat to your sample coach, Jared Buffer Wright, as well. Get his view on uh, what you're bringing to the table at South. Huge previews of the Crows and Port Adelaide games coming up as well. Question time. Producer Jace is going to cast his eye over the wider world of sport, and we're going to tune into Ken Hinckley's press conference. So you don't want to miss that, and he's going to give his thoughts ahead of the Richmond game.
1: City Discount Tyres. Buy three, get one free on the popular Falcon Wild Peak AT3W All-Terrain Tyre.
2: This is Saturdays in SA with Bryce Gibbs and Tom Lyon.
3: Yes, it's all about Bryce Gibbs this morning. He's hanging up the boots one final time today though. He will take to the field with South Adelaide and right now we've got your coach on the line, Bryce. It's uh, Jared Buffer, right? Good morning, Buffer.
6: G'day Tommy, Gibber,
0: hello boys. Morning coach.
3: <laughs> Very good mate. <laughs> hey, um, <laughs> okay, let's kick it off. Uh, describe your time with Gibber. How's the journey been since he came to South?
6: Oh, it's been a great journey. Um, you know, obviously, uh, probably have to separate the two on the, the on-field and the off-field, um, <laughs> scenario. So, look, the on-field obviously, you know, immediate impact for the footy club and, um, you know, really helped drive our midfield um, to to reach our second consecutive prelim final final um, in 2021, which was really exciting, and obviously took out the McGarry Medal and the Nucky Cup along with him at the same time. So he had a he had a pretty good season, the lad. Um, but then when we when you sort of look to the off field, he
3: was,
6: mm. he was a little bit like Homer Simpson in front of the computer when he was like, "To start plus any key." <laughs> <laughs>
3: Not computer so yeah, literate.
6: Wasn't his, yeah, no, spreadsheet really uh, Yeah, it wasn't uh, wasn't his finest point. So um, <laughs> took a little bit of time to develop in in that phase, but you yeah, know, certainly the on field um, product was was ready made and and helped us. Uh, you know, obviously build the the club to where we're at at the moment.
3: Yeah, and how about his his impact on the younger boys at the club and and some of the work he does in that space? Can you just uh, enlighten us to how important that's been for South?
6: Oh, it's been been a terrific asset for the football club. I mean, Mark Clayton <clears throat> um, runs a, a really strong program, um, you know, as talent manager and coach and um obviously with the amount of programs that, that we do run through, you know, 14, 15, 16, 17s and under eighteens, it it's a pretty big job and, and to be able to get Bryce um you know, into that role, um, you know, where you're you're working with kids that have aspirations to 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 be the best they can be and and reach, you know, AFL uh, football, if not, you know, Sample League football at South Adelaide. It's it's great to have someone that's been there and and, and lived through uh, all of those phases um, through his development and and be able to pass on some of the the education, advice, mentoring um, that goes around that, um, as well as obviously the on-field, you know, skill acquisition um, profile. So... Uh, he's, been, um, he's been a great support to Mark and, and, and certainly obviously learning a few things along the way. And um, you know, there's, there's a few guys in the AFL that are playing currently that obviously had some support from Bryce and Mark and, and the senior program and um, you know, hopefully we can continue to develop that program um, as the years go on.
3: Is there any particular memory that, that stands out to you? I know, having worked with Bryce for the last year, he's not that straight bat that he has always presented to the media. There's alter egos buried inside there as well. Uh, Bruce, to name one of them. Uh, is there a quirky memory that might stick out for you, Boopha? Uh,
6: <laughs> probably <laughs> not really. Like obviously, We know he likes to be the villain. <laughs> um, he performs better when he's when he's when he's under the pressure. So yeah. I'm certainly looking forward to his game today. Uh, I know I've been listening before that it's past player day and um, he's going to get heckled and I think he likes that. So I'm um, I'm expecting a, a strong performance uh, today from him and and one where I think he'll be a little bit cheeky at the same time. So um I mean that's that's what competitors do. And, and Bryce has been a, a super competitor for for a long time. You don't you don't play at the highest level for you know to the age of thirty four um and, and seventeen years in the system if you if you don't have that drive to compete and get the best out of yourself and um yeah he, he might have a few more bruising uh and battered body tomorrow after going back inside to play inside mid not on the wing today bryce so um yeah we'll we'll see how we go.
0: Yeah, certainly looking forward to it, Boof. Uh, and just uh, a word on uh, South's year this year for the the South supporters that are, are listening in today. Obviously, not playing finals, which which is disappointing. We've we've had uh, had high expectations leading into this season. How important is it for for the group to to finish off well today, and uh, use that as a, a springboard leading into uh, pre season next year?
6: Yeah, it's obviously um, been a, a frustrating season, but um... You know that that happens in footy every season with pretty much nine clubs out of the, out of the ten there's only one winner at the end of the day and um you know we've we've had some really strong performances over the last four to five seasons and unfortunately just couldn't get to the pinnacle um probably when we had the the real experience list um and at the moment we've we've got a lot of young guys that have you know played under fifteen games of league footy playing in the side um, mixed with obviously you know a couple of vets that are been doing it for a long, long time, so um, it's been good for them to get some exposure, um, and we just need to continue to get this group playing together. I think our synergy with games played as a as a nucleus of a group is still sitting around about 25 games. Um, you know, we're coming against Cornell today; that they're probably around about 100 games. So, um, you know, so there's there's certainly a, a bit of a time time aspect on that that development and growth, but yeah, certainly we've, our best has shown that we're. We're a dangerous side. Um, it's just some small lapses in games where we've been, you know, uh, leaking some scores, which obviously puts us on the back foot. So, now a really important day for the club today, obviously, to, to, to celebrate the, the journeys of, of um, yourself, Brogger and, and Rosie, who've been a, a big part of the footy club and, and obviously to springboard into next season. So, hopefully, we have a good showing.
3: South Adelaide coach Jared Wright on the phone right now. Thanks so much for joining us both. And before I let you go, uh, you may not remember, but I was uh, a couple of years younger than you at the famous Henley High School. I'm wondering, your year level produced some of the loosest units I've ever come across. Do you stay in touch with some of the Henley alumni or have you, now that you're a professional coach, severed ties? Yeah, (laughs) I
6: still catch up with a couple of lads. I heard Bryce say before he's got some you know some some schoolmates that he that he kicks around with, and and everyone has their has their you know their friendship groups that they keep in touch with. So you know I've got a, a few lads that we still keep in in contact with regularly and and catch up for a beer every now and then. So um you know Simo's one of them, which I know is one of your best mates. So yeah. he's he was probably one of the losers. So <laughs> um <laughs> sure is. But, um, <laughs> no, it's, um, there's been some good products come out of Henley High. So um yeah, hopefully we can um we can keep a little on it for now.
3: Yeah. Thank you very much. That's Jared Wright, coach of South Adelaide Panthers, and uh, he summed that up very nicely, didn't he, Bryce?
0: Yeah, he did. This is uh, this is very nice. Tom. It it's, just the ego's been stroked all morning. It's being I don't know heavily stroked. I, absolutely, it's too, almost too much.
3: Just write it because you know uh, once today is over, <laughs> ne- over. next week I <laughs> will be throwing barbs and hurdles <laughs> oh, back goodness. at you, left, right, and centre. We got to get to a break. It's twenty nine past nine. <laughs>
1: City Discount Tyres. Buy three, get one free on the popular Falcon Wild Peak AT3W All-Terrain Tyre.
2: This is Saturdays in SA with Bryce Gibbs and Tom Lyon.
3: Yes, Kibber, we're getting an abundance of texts just rolling through the text line. There's one from Brett for you. Can you just read that one from Brett? Which one? There's a couple. Okay, it says, well done, Bryce. On a great career, mate, and what a beautiful sunny day to finish it off. Where it all started for you and Glenelg, past players' day as well. I might pop down for a look at being what being Glenelg North looks like a good match. Well done,
0: yeah. Brett from Glenelg North, there you go. He's from, yeah, yeah. Pop yep. in, Brett. I'll uh shout your beer after the game if you come down, yeah. Mind this text as well, actually. Uh, you off, you, off the back of you guessing the, the weather, weather before, yes. Pretty sure Tom's wife doesn't <laughs> assume the weather forecast. I think that might be someone you know, Tom.
3: Yes, could be someone I'm very close with. Someone but that
0: reads the weather on uh, Channel 9 News, maybe.
3: Yes, but she has the utmost professionalism. That's why she's the best in the game. That's
0: why she's but She doesn't up-
3: even need an auto hue, mate. Now, we got to get to the news. Up next, we've got a comprehensive sports rap from producer Jace. amongst uh, question time as well. It's 9.35. Oh!
1: City Discount Tyres. Buy three, get one free on the popular Falcon Wildpeak AT3W All-Terrain Tyre. This is Saturdays in SA with Bryce
3: Gibbs and Tom Lyon. Is Saturdays in SA with Bryce Gibbs and Tom Lyon. Oh, yes, keep your texts coming through on 0427154166. Are you happy with the Crows' year? Is it a pass mark for you since they've improved chronologically on every year for the last few are you happy with it, or do you think they could have given more? What are your expectations? Or do you want to give uh, some kind words to Bryce? We're also receiving those, and thank you for the ones that you've already sent sent through. Producer Chase has just walked in, and you've got some sporting news for us.
7: I do. Before I get to that, though, give a congrats on a magnificent career, mate. Not many blokes mm. play 350-ish games at AFL slash SANFL level. Um, it'll be pretty special to get to that, so... Uh, I hope you enjoy the day today, mate. I'm sure you will. Thanks, jace I uh, I will. There's no doubt about that. I'm just gonna I'll play give you with a smiley face.
0: And mm. absolutely,
7: as you should. There we go. I'll give you my lasting memory, and it's a frustration of mine still mm. to this day of B. Gibbs's career. Um, <laughs> there's two of them. <laughs> One, yeah, a young Jebediah Springfield uh, hat-wearing eighteen-year-old B. Gibbs. Mm. That's what the hairstyle was at the time, the old Jebediah Springfield head. Afro, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah so it yeah. Yeah. was out there. Uh, just chasing down Warren Treadray and at the last step on the wing, this is at Marvel Stadium, yeah. last step, jumps up to bear hug him to the ground and Tread is not happy. He was going to mm. give him one too and then he realised, oh, it's a kid, I'd better be nice. So he just sort of pushed you, didn't he? Yeah,
0: yeah he did. It was a bit of a, a moment. A really, uh, a couple of my schoolmates were big Port supporters. Obviously, watching Treadray grow up, yeah, uh, as a young kid to uh, to run run him down in that tackle in that game, I was like, "Geez, I'm yeah, living my dream here." So yeah, it was, here that it was is. a special moment.
7: Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then your last game. Um, how about this stat line: twenty six touches, sixteen kicks, eleven handballs, five hundred and forty nine meters gained. I sat at home watching that game, yes, going, "I did what too. the." Hell we getting rid of this bloke for? Yeah. What are we doing at this footy club?
3: Yes, a few mixed up decisions Adelaide have made, ending that one prematurely, and then uh, sometimes they hold on to others, though, like uh, I would say Richie Douglas they held on to for too long, but Mm. we're not in in that game.
7: But I tell you what, I was more than happy to see you put on a Panthers jumper. As you know, I'm a Panthers tragic, long-suffering Panthers man, and um, to then Go and stick it up a few and win the McGarry Medal. The following year, I thought Mm. was pretty well uh, just dessert. So enjoy the day today. Quick sports update because we've got a million and one other things to get through. Um, Carlton. While we're talking about Bryce, uh, Paddy Cripps isn't going to play, so they've put the queue in the rack, I reckon, because there's not much to be gained for Carlton. So watch out for GWS to win that final game and play finals. So I think Mm. that is the the message the Blues are sending. Bryce, is that fair? Yeah, I think regardless of the
0: result today, I think Mm. they've done what they've needed to. They've got a home final, soda. They know how they want to play and that their form Mm. has stacked up. So if they do drop this week's game, it's not going to be end of the
7: world. No. Uh, I wanted to talk about Daniel Ricciardo as well because I think this is the most Australian thing I've ever heard of. So we all know Daniel Ricciardo's trials and tribulations in Formula One. Uh, He lost his seat to Oscar Piastri. Uh, and a fellow Australian, and then was back in the wilderness for a while. Well, he got his seat back at Formula One level, and he's been racing, uh, which is fantastic, and we we love having him back in F1. Well, he's out again. He's broken his wrist. Now, this is in a crash where he came around a blind turn and was faced with a wreck in front of him. He had one of two... We had two options. It was either put his own car in the wall and crash his own car... Mm or run straight up the back of the car that was obviously already in trouble and goodness knows what could have happened there. It could have been a tragic outcome. Yeah. So being an Australian and being a good bloke, he put his own car in the wall and broke his wrist. So now (laughs) he's out for Mm. however long and it's cost him a seat. Ironically, who do you reckon the wreck belonged to? Oscar A bloke took his seat in the first place. Right. So he's been double shafted by the same bloke who happens to be another Aussie.
3: Daniel Ricardo, always thinking of others.
7: He is, he is so we love Daniel Ricardo. we're going to took a, take a look at the week that was in a moment, that's all I've got for you in the sports updates. Oh today, thank
3: you producer Jace. I might bring you back in for the week that was because we always like your insight on that one and we've got some fascinating events that have unfolded during the week, particularly the re-emergence of Stephen Bradbury and a re- deep sea rescue he performed, you're going to want to hear it for yourself Jace. <laughs>
1: City Discount Tyres. Buy three, get one free on the popular Falcon Wild Peak AT3W All-Terrain Tyre. This is Saturdays
2: in SA with Bryce Gibbs and Tom Lyon.
3: Yes, it's a top of 20 degrees today. Sunshine poking out. Nice spring day for Bryce Gibbs' final game with the South Adelaide Panthers. But right now, we've brought producer Jace back in because it's time for this.
1: I don't care Wednesday's grey and
3: Wednesday too, Thursday, I don't care about you, it's Friday, I'm in love. The week that was. Yes, these are a, a few things that I've noticed throughout the week to keep you up to date with uh, what's happening in the news now. Cal uh, Toomey, AFL.com.au's draft guru, raised an interesting point about St Kilda and their off-season that they're going to have. He's talking on their podcast called Ball. I want you to have a close listen and tell me what he's saying right here. How do they boost
5: picks and who are they looking at? Well, we've spoken about the, the St Kilda 6, haven't we? Gresham, Cock, Caulfield, Howard, Patton, Membry. it be interesting to see how many of them are at the Saints next year.
3: Just in case you didn't catch it.
5: Gresham, Cock,
3: well, <laughs> Just, Just, <laughs> so that's catch round the pure oil, uh, AFL.com.au is K- uh, Kal that one didn't get past me but the heartwarming story of the week, now this man sums up the Australian spirit Stephen Bradbury has received a bravery commendation from the Governor General for saving four teenage girls in two metre swells on the Sunshine Coast, so that's quite big waves, uh, we all obviously remember Bradbury from this moment
5: Towards the corners tight, but the Chinese skater on the outside. Oh, and it's a lot of contact. Oh, they've all gone down. Bradbury is going to come through and win gold.
3: Stephen Bradbury from the tail of the field. The Australian has crossed the line first. Did you? Were you watching that one live, Bryce? The Winter Olympics. Do you have any recollection of that?
0: I wasn't watching it live, no. But uh, obviously, I've seen the, the footage. Uh, How were the many how were the booze? You would have lapped that Brilliant. up. You love being a villain. Brilliant. Just, <laughs> and just his cheeky smile, too, as he comes over the line, his arms around. My fault. Like, I
3: didn't fall What's over. What's just
0: happened here? Unbelievable.
3: And he was nowhere near it. Nah. Like, he was, he was not just last, but he was last by a significant distance. Like, and then he's just come through for first. So that was fantastic. He's now saved four girls who were going to drown on the Sunshine Coast. Here he is telling his story about that this week.
5: Yeah, well, I was giving my son surfing lessons. It was a, a big swell day, two metres plus, and we were on the reform on the inside at Kings Beach at Clounder, and I glanced out the back and I happened to... and I saw what I thought was a, a log out in the lineup. and then as the next wave went over, I realised it was ahead, and I was like, well, whoever's out there shouldn't be out there, so I need to go. And the adrenaline kicked in straight away. I, I got the leg rope off my son, uh, put it on my foot, and I said to Flynn, He got a bolt for the lifeguards and him and his mate Lennox bolted off down after the lifeguards and I paddled out. Well, this girl Zoe, who's the one that I'd seen when she spotted me, the the fear in her eyes was something that I couldn't unsee it for weeks. As I got closer to her, I realised that there was three more heads further out that were right in the impact zone getting smashed by every wave that came in and just after that, the, the lifeguard showed up and they plucked the two girls that were in distress into the rubber ducky and took them into shore. I got the third girl on the front of the board who was also a good swimmer and knew how to paddle, so her and I paddled the board in.
3: Got to be careful in the water. We're hearing every year more and more people are finding themselves in trouble out at sea.
7: Real-life hero.
3: Yeah, real-life hero. Stephen Bradbury, okay.
7: How did you, just before you move on there, how did you go in the water, Bryce? You would have done a fair bit of water work in uh, your, your footy time, no, no, uh, no, surfboards are plenty though. I imagine. <laughs> no, I was, I was a surfer as a kid, but I was, mm. I was, I did enough in the water. Like I wasn't
0: great, but I could manage and and get through. So okay, yeah. survive. If I, if
3: I chucked you off the jetty, would you drown or survive? No, nah,
0: no, nah, I'd survive. Okay, I, I did That's nearly. Good. I had there was one moment I had. Uh, I was surfing in Portugal, mind you. What and. There was a moment where I got caught in a rip and there was cliffs either side. And I had a moment where I thought, this could be, this this could be it. I'm not mm-hmm. sure I can get back after fighting the, the current for about half an hour, but uh, managed to uh, somehow get back to shore. But,
7: yeah. Can hold my own okay in the water. What yeah, about but, you, Tommy? Are you allowed in the deep end yet or not?
3: Uh, yeah, I've just been recently... Um, <laughs> <coughs> my mummy has um, if, if given me information forms into the swim centre. If
0: he's got his floaties on. No, his
3: uh, own. yeah. <laughs> if I've got my little arm floaties and a special life jacket. But what actually happened to me when I... Because I was an avid body boarder and I thought I was good enough to surf on Boomer Beach when I was about 12 years old. Now, those... Who, I mean, everyone knows Boomer Beach. The waves are big and they're not great for... They're just dumping waves. They just... Dump the crap out of you. So I went out there and uh, several waves got hold of me and I was held underwater for a really long time And uh, but mm. survived. It's here quite to tell-
0: scary in that, in that moment.
3: Yeah, here to tell the tale. Now, final bit of audio from the week that was. Jeremy Cameron seems to be the gift that keeps on giving on social media. Now, he had uh, just after the Cats grand final, he was down at his farm and he placed the grand final premiership medal around one of the cows' necks and then there's that video of him chasing a cow around the farm to get his medal back. Uh, now, over the last couple of days, he's had an operation on his shoulder, decided to pick up a phone and start recording himself while he's on the heavy, heavy anaesthetic.
5: Hey, guys. Welcome back to the Darts YouTube channel. Um, feeling pretty good at the moment. Yeah. Oh, I had a bit of an accident. I just want to let you guys know that um, I fell out of my boat.
3: (laughs) Should your phone be confiscated, AFL players' phones be confiscated if if you're drinking or under anaesthetic?
0: Anything could have come out of his mouth then. It
7: sounded like uh, about 12.30pm at the last SEN Christmas party, to be honest. (laughs) (laughs)
1: City Discount Tyres. Buy three, get one free on the popular Falcon Wild Peak AT3W All-Terrain Tyre. This
2: is Saturdays
1: in SA with Bryce Gibbs and Tom
2: Lyon.
3: Yes, it's a very good morning to you. Top of 20 degrees today. We are coming to you live from SENSA Studio Lumo SA. At number one, King William Street and powered by Lumo Energy SA. And City Discount Tyres, four-wheel drive tyre deals are on now. It's time for this.
1: I ask the Prime Minister, if you are so confident about your view
3: of fight back, why won't you call an early election? The The answer is mate, mate, because I want to do you slowly. It's Bryce Gibbs' favourite segment, Question Time, and it's your turn this week, Bryce, to put me under the griller.
0: It certainly is. I'm surprised this segment's still uh, <laughs> holding on in this show. But, uh, it's it's
3: clamouring on by a fingernail. Another,
0: another week, another round of questions. So, Tom, <laughs> you being the Crows Nuffy, you are. Mm. Uh, the, the club look to potentially go down the Supreme Court Avenue and appeal the, the Ben Keys Miss Goal, Tom. Yes. Is that ludicrous? Or is it justifiable?
3: Well, it would be it would be justifiable, but, and it's a massive but, from my understanding and listening to John Olsen explain things, it would have been a waste of their time and money because it was within the rules to take the umpire's call and there was 70 seconds still remaining on the clock. So the AFL, from a, a legal standpoint, still would have got them, but we can hope there will be some changes uh, made as a result of it so that we can get some proper technology. Some, you know, it's like quality of a Nokia 6210 fine doing that. So hopefully there's some massive changes.
0: Certainly. Uh, <laughs> how far or how long before the Gold Coast are a genuine premiership contender now that Dimmer Hardwick has just been announced as senior coach?
3: I reckon one to two years they have got the nucleus of an amazing side already and you see so often sides that bounce from outside the eight right to the pointy end of the ladder. I just reckon is going to give them that system that allows them to play freely, get the best out of King, Raoul, Anderson and uh, they've got a nice talent pipeline coming through as well.
0: Yeah, I certainly think it's going to be onwards and upwards for the Gold Coast Suns Because mm. I, I just lose my sheet here. Uh, ben, <laughs> ben, McCarr, ben McKay Ben McKay. Uh, obviously in the news in terms of potentially moving clubs. Mm. Huge offers on the table. Yeah. Crows or Port have a crack at him, you think, or well, too uh, much?
3: Port definitely should have a crack at him. The, the Crows couldn't... If they had a crack at him, That you can't lose because he's a, a free agent and they need key defenders, but... Uh, there's a difference between the two sides. Port have recruited plenty of guys from all over the country simply from being a destination club, whereas the crows really struggle to get guys beyond being South Australian unless they draft them so I mean they should chuck you know have a chuck at it, but I don't think the crows will get him what about port port definitely okay yep okay
0: uh now this the musician that you are, Tom, yes obviously very talented in that space. Now, songwriter, do you write
3: your own songs? Yes, I've, I've written my own songs got, for a long time. You got an album out there? Or yes. A, oh, look. Or A couple? People will be fascinated to hear. I've got a couple of EPs out there. You know, if you look up timeline, Look, it's tax time right now. Now, Bryce, have you done your taxes? I
0: haven't done my taxes. Okay, no. well,
3: this is a song I wrote about uh, the tax department and the way that uh, at that year I owed the tax department a lot of money. It had me feeling down, and my girlfriend at the time broke up with me. So, you know, and then it started raining, and this was the chorus that came up from uh, my songwriting. Bring my dreams into- There you go, Bryce. Look at you go. Is that uh, songwriting for
0: you? Look at you go. So is it, is it just a process of things pop into your mind mm. or experiences that you've had over your life and you go, oh, I'm just going to squiggle a few things down here and put a few chords to it? Is it, is it as simple as that or mm. a bit more thought goes into it? How does it all sort of come, come about?
3: Well, the best songs come about from what I would and other songwriters call a stream of consciousness which is like you sit down and you're not consciously, you're not using your thinky brain to do it and you just start feeling out the chords, feeling out some syllables and uh, obviously take notes. You know, every time your heart gets broken, it's actually a gift for a songwriter because you can make a real song about it. So, yeah, it comes about a couple of ways. Or, you know, just sit down at the piano, start playing and and see what comes.
0: I did see that on social media Mm. last week (laughs) or earlier in the week. You Yeah, I was feeling it. Yeah, jamming on the uh, on the piano, just whatever was coming to your, yeah. your mind, you were just bursting out.
3: Yeah, yeah, bit of improvisation around uh, two packs changes, which is uh, my favourite one to play. Mystery question. Love that. No, no mystery today. Oh, okay. No mystery. To date. I, I dare say, question time is on the nose. Would you agree?
0: Yeah, I think it's <laughs> it's hanging on by a thread at the moment.
3: We've got uh, Port Adelaide's PR man, Daniel Norton, who's currently down at their training, uh, keeping an eye on the captain's run. He's going to check in with us in just a sec, and we're going to get to Ken Hickley's press conference and two massive previews of the Crows and Port Adelaide games, plus the ramifications on all the rest. Or Nortz, have we got you there?
8: I'm here, Tom Bryce. Good morning. How are you?
3: Yeah, good, mate. How are you? You're at the Port Adelaide captains' run ahead of their game against Richmond. Uh, what can you tell us so far? Are they going to field the team that they've presented?
8: Yeah, they're about to hit the track now, Tom. They're uh, they're just in a in a couple line meetings and they'll be out on the track in about five or ten minutes. But yeah, Ken just spoke about uh, twenty minutes ago, and yeah, our team is set. will go we'll go in as selected um, at this point in time, unless. One of those nasty viruses goes through the camp overnight. But, uh, no, we're pretty well set, Tom, where our, our team is selected and ready to go.
0: Norts, obviously uh, good to get the mojo back after a big win last week. How important is it to finish off the season strong? Obviously locked in a, a top-four spot now. The Tigers have had a few big names that are, are managed and uh, omitted and also retired. So, uh obviously... Not as strong Tiger side as we've seen in the last couple of weeks, but still important to get the job done.
8: Yeah, spot on, Bryce. I mean, you know, as you know, winning form is is just so important. Uh, you know, this time of the year, we've been in reasonable form. It was a scrappy game last week against Fremantle, had a solid win the uh, the week before against the Giants. So we're building some momentum. Without a doubt, we want to continue that momentum. So regardless of any other results from across the weekend. We'll be playing obviously to win tomorrow, um, putting on a good show for our our members and fans in our last sort of home and away game here at Adelaide Oval for the year. But you know your point about Richmond is is interesting. I mean, we still think they're a huge danger. They're uh, they're fielding a young but um, you know excited team. They've still got the likes of you think about some of the quality on that side: Dustin Martin and Shea Bolton, Rioli, Taranto, Hopper, and then. Those experienced players like Nan Curvis and Grimes have lost it, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So they've got they've got quality. They will want to finish off the uh, off the year on, on on a on a high, and um, certainly under their coach, you know Andrew McWalter. So you know we're expecting a, a, a tough challenge, but certainly um, certainly playing to win regardless.
3: August football can be a bit funny and awkward. You know, just trying to preserve people's bodies to play their best footy in the finals. Is there what what's the messaging do you think from Ken ahead of this game? Is it really about building form leading into the finals? What would he be saying? Well
8: it's certainly about it's certainly about building form. Look, I I don't think I don't think around twenty four result um necessarily win, lose, or draw actually defines how you approach that first final. I mean you think about the gap week now where that excitement genuinely builds, you know, ahead of that qualifying final, wherever it might be. But to my point before, Ken is still all about winning. Form is 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 great form, is important form to take to take into our finals. In terms of injured players, you know Ryan Burton got a knock on his knee uh, last week. It was it was it was more of a cork around the knee, a contusion rather than anything else. So, you know he's still set to play. Um, Scott Lysett will play for the Magpies today, so it'll be his first game back. So he'll be out at uh, Elizabeth Oval, which is a really uh, you know, important selection move for us. He'll play some management. minutes out there. And, and Charlie Dixon and Trent McKenzie on the injury list um, still likely return within the next two to three weeks. We're very hopeful of that um, as the boys just hit the track. You might be able to hear in the background. So, so um, yeah, to, to your question, we won't be resting players. We won't be, we won't be protecting players unless there's an absolute need for, you know, come tomorrow.
3: Nice. Uh, Norts. thank you so much for joining us today and giving us a very nice bit of coverage from uh, before the I captain's go, run.
8: Yes, before, yes. I go, before I go, on behalf of Port Adelaide, I just want to wish Bryce all the best and congratulate him on an outstanding career. So it's um, um, He's obviously been a, a foe of our football club, but um, we've certainly always enjoyed um, playing against him when he's been at Carlton, Crows, um, and also South Adelaide, mate. So we wish all the best in your final game today. In fact, I'm so old, I remember your dad, Ross, making his debut for Kallelg in the early 80s. So I wish you all the best today, mate, and uh, and hopefully retirement um, suits you well. Thanks for the kind
0: words, Knott.
3: Um, and also there's of course that um, beautiful connection you have with port adelaide when you were selected as a covid top up player i
0: was i was to, i was contracted by the port adelaide football club for uh, for 12 months there which was uh, yeah an amazing nice
3: time there. yeah amazing time uh hit emergency glass <laughs> if needed uh thank you dan um, that's daniel norden from port adelaide's media just giving us the latest on their captain's run. It looks like they'll go ahead into this game unchanged. We're going to get to a break because we've got some massive previews of the entire round, particularly the and Port games and how that might look for the ramifications on the top eight.
1: City Discount Tyres. Buy three, get one free on the popular Falcon Wild Peak AT3W All-Terrain Tyre.
3: This is Saturdays in SA with Bryce Gibbs and Tom Lyon. Yes, good morning. It was a very disappointing end to the season for Essendon last night. Collingwood getting the chocolates, one hundred and one to thirty-one, for seventy-point walloping. And Brad Scott spoke after the game, and I was interested by his words. He didn't hold back.
0: No, we were just outplayed in the first quarter, and you know the reality where where we are at the moment is that, like we've been consistent all year with where we're at, we've just got a heap of work to do, and we've said that, and I've said that after wins, after losses, and nothing really changes from that perspective. But the last few weeks in particular, you know, it's just proven that where we're at at the moment, we need to get a lot better to bridge the gap to the best teams. And when we have six or 10 of our best players out, we just can't cover that at the moment. We need to improve our list. We need to improve our football department. We need to improve right across the board you know, but
3: question without notice, Bryce, do you view Essendon as a young developing side or a side that is meant to be sort of in a striking zone?
0: I think they're not developing as some of the teams Mm. are. They're they're certainly in the, in the wheelhouse. They've got, I think they've got enough talent across the board that they just need to go and be selective over the summer in terms of who they draft and potentially a couple of recruits just to top up. But Mm they in some of their games this year. They've been, been a pretty good side. Yeah. So Brad Scott, obviously, an, another pre-season with the group uh, going into his second year will only be better for the run. But yeah, I, I don't think they need to to strip it back too much. I think they've got mm. enough of nucleus there that they they can work with. And well, up until only a few weeks ago, they were they were playing finals footy mm. and, and in the top eight. So I, I certainly think they've they've done pretty well this year. But uh, don't need to to. Strip it back too much.
3: Yeah, I'd have to agree. And there is a nucleus of kids there as well, just who haven't had the experience as yet. We're talking about the Ben Hobbs types. Thank you, folks, for keeping your texts flowing through. We've been inundated for you, Gibber. Congratulations on a fantastic career, Bryce. Go well and all the best for whatever the future brings. Beats from the Bay. And from Brett, again, Brett's an avid listener of the show. Bryce, if I get the chance today, I might politely grab an autograph from you if that's okay. I
0: can certainly do that, Brad. And we also asked earlier uh, for the Crows fans out there, has it been a pass mark for the year? Obviously just falling short for finals. Uh, This one's from Steve. I think the Crows have have had a definite pass mark. We're hoping for eight to 10 wins at the start of the season, which they've achieved. However, who knows how successful the season could have been if they had have won a few more of those close games. Bring on 2024. So thanks for that, Brett. Oh, Steve, sorry. <laughs> Brett and Steve.
3: Well, while we're on it, we're let's uh, have a quick look at the Adelaide West coast game. And we're going to have Ken Hinckley's press conference funneled through to us in just a sec, Bryce, after this. So they take on the Eagles, in WA and I believe emotions will be running hot for West Coast because they're retiring a couple of champions in uh, Shannon Hearn and Shuey as well will be playing his last game of course Adam Simpson it looks like it will be his last game as coach do you think that is going to make a difference on the result?
0: I, I don't think so. I, I mean, we saw a pretty spirited West Coast Eagles last week and, and they played some pretty good footy. Or was it just the fact that the Bulldogs didn't show up to mm. play at all? Who knows? But, yeah, I mean, it would would be a pretty emotional week at the footy club with some of those names that you mentioned in, in Shuey and Hearn obviously being terrific players for the West Coast Eagles for a very, very long time. You know, premiership captains, um, Norm Smith medalists, few best and fairest in there, no doubt, between those two. So, I mean, winning form is good form. Uh, The Crows left their run a little bit late last week, as Mm. we know. So they'll be looking to finish off the season strong. They've got a couple of big outs as well with Phil Thorpe being omitted. Sloan, we know, with that eye injury and Shane McAdam injured as well. Riley O'Brien plays his 100th game for the club. So uh, I still think the Crows will get this one done and it'll be, uh, Mm. you know, not not the send-off Shuey and Hearn would want in terms of a win, but uh, the Crows will, should should get it done over there.
3: Yep. It's going to be fascinating to see what West Coast do with their list in this postseason because there's going to be a high turnover. All their experience is basically going to be gone. And believe it or not, they could be finding it even harder next year. This could be uh, like GWS-type situation where their ground zero Only kids playing. So fascinating off-season coming up for West Coast. It makes for a pretty fascinating game to see, you know, the buy story is Tex Walker and and the Coleman, whether they start funneling those goals through Tex. I'm going to pick the Crows for what it's worth. I think it'll be a close game. Great to see uh, Lockie Gollant working his way back into the side as well. He's going to be a forward for the future for the Crows. As uh, Shane McAdam remains out of contract, surprisingly, he is... Considering a move back to WA. So that's going to be a watch this space for the Crows. Bryce, up next, we're going to cover the rest of the round and talk Port Adelaide. It's currently 17 minutes past 10.
1: City discount tyres. Buy three, get one free on the popular Falcon Wildpeak AT3W all terrain tyre.
2: This is Saturdays in SA with Bryce
1: Gibbs
3: and Tom Lyon. Oh, thank you so much for joining us this morning. It's been a fabulous show and we appreciate all your lovely texts for Bryce as he sails into the ether after his game uh, with South Adelaide today. It's also being televised on TV, Bryce.
0: Yeah, it is actually. the. I was going to broadcast it for the final last dance.
3: Yes. Okay. So a little bit of extra oil will be (laughs) lathered onto you, Gibber, for you. Port Adelaide taking on the Tigers uh, tomorrow. I'm interested to see the Tigers finally blood some young guns. One of them being Tom Brown, not the Channel 7 journalist, but Tom Brown, he is a kid. Pick 17 from last year's draft, 193 centimetres. And he looks to be a really versatile tall back. So Richmond fans are, are really going to get a gauge of, of what's coming ahead for them.
0: Yeah, it's, it's good to see. Uh, when you're not making the finals, we do see sides give some opportunity to some of their young talent. So looking forward to seeing how, how he goes today.
3: Yep. Port Adelaide fans, uh, Ken Hinckley is speaking to the media right now. So we're just going to cross into that and get a few minutes of his press conference ahead of their big match against Richmond.
9: The team set? Yeah. yeah, as it is always, if we, if we don't have any, um, any hiccups today, we'll, we'll go as selected.
7: What if,
9: come 11 o'clock tomorrow, you come in and you're locked in third spot? Would you we'll go as be? selected, is what we'll do. Because you know, we're preparing to um, obviously finish the season well, but then we've also got our eye on being in good shape, and we know we've got to buy the next week that we get an opportunity to make sure everyone is in as good a shape as they can possibly And Because I don't think there's I don't think there's two hours difference in football at this stage of the year that can make that big a difference to someone in two weeks' time. Is there any argument to spare Ryan Burton after the, after the meet last no, week? No, no, it was quite a simple knock. He's fine. I mean, it's look, we won't, we won't take any chance with someone who doesn't need to be taken a chance with if that was the case. But at this stage, I don't see any player that that would relate to. You know four Rutland all across two teams, so... Yeah, we had a, because it's a Thursday night and we played Sunday, it made it a little bit more challenging because of, um, and I can be really honest, Hazy's been carrying a shot, everyone knows that, Dante's coming back from a quad, so we weren't sure how each of those two were going to be, and then we needed to have option C, just in case option A and B both didn't come up, but as it turns out, option A and B are both going to play, and, and also, importantly, is, is Scott Lysett's going to play at, a, at Elizabeth today too? What do you need to see from Is it a matter of getting through, or is he needed? Yeah, it was great build-up for him to to at least get back as quick as he has from his, from his surgery, which is really positive. Um, to give us a chance and an option um, in week one of the finals. That's what we want to see from him, a player who's capable of adding to our side. on limited minutes, but yeah, be on managed minutes because he's you know he's got back quite quick, so which is good. As Charlie T- tracking? Yeah, he'd be this. Look again, him and Trent are, are a bit different. They're still a bit further away and. Um, at the moment, we're, we're we're sitting there hoping that both players at some point will play for us in the next month. Could you confidently take them into your first final? If they work well on the track in the next two weeks. Uh, those two players, you talk about the yeah, they've proven to be pretty pretty solid pieces of our team. And um, you know, we, again, you asked the question initially: would we take any risks with any of them tomorrow? Well, there, there's two examples of why we're not going to rush. We're going to give them every chance to be ready for that first final. Now, whether they yet do or don't get up, will still be soon.
5: Is it hard not to look past this week? I know obviously there's a big challenge and you want to potentially send TJ off well, but is it hard at this time of year not to start letting yourself think about the finals footy and then what the next month could
9: look like? Well, I don't think it's hard I because mean, we respect the competition. I mean, we need to we need to play well. I think what every side wants to do going into to a finals preparation is to play well, leading into it, and that's ultimately what we're trying to do. And We, we want to make sure we've got our players in the best shape they can be, and we, we're playing a team who's going to come out with a, a little bit more youth in it than it has in the last couple of weeks who will be genuinely excited. So... You know, there's, there's still a fair bit that could be on the, on, on, on the table tomorrow by the time we get here. So there's lots to work through. So we're not taking any chances with tomorrow's game. There's a lot been made this week of TJ, potentially his farewell. How important is it to
5: potentially, again, I know it's hard to deal with hypotheticals sometimes, but potentially send him off well if this is his last
9: game? Yeah, look, let's not, let's not forecast his finish date because that's, that's not known to anyone at this point in time. But the reality is what we do know is at the end of 2023, time will finish. Every opportunity he plays from now through to the end of this season is an opportunity to recognise what he's done to our football club and been for our football club. And um, you know, Whatever those number of games are, I'm really happy that you know, Tom's going to be comfortable with the decision. Just
5: further to your previous question, how important is
9: momentum going into finals, particularly with that? I'll give you a really honest answer. The honest answer is whatever happens tomorrow won't affect how, we, how we'll feel. At the start of the finals, it won't because we're just going to get there and and, and the excitement builds once you get there. But yes, ideally, you'd go in winning, and that's what we're going to set out to try and do tomorrow. We want to be going into this um, final series in good shape, and if that means we've won our last three games in a row, that that would be a good good spot for us to go. How much did you gain last week
6: by dealing with a team that forced you to find something different? In that game with
9: Fremantle. How good is that for a things don't often go? Yeah, I think Free are really quite a solid side still. I think they've, um, you know, to go over there and win is a, is a pretty good performance, I think, at any stage. And I know they haven't had as great a year as they would have liked at the start, but their last little bit has been, you know, quite strong, particularly at home. So it's a good challenge for us. And we didn't get to play um, absolutely the, the football we would love to play all the time, but we got to ground it out and fight it out a bit harder than we than we, um you know, typically would like, but it's good It's good preparation. So what, so what does that do for your confidence come September? No, not Should much. Game, you know, just, yeah, it doesn't. Look, I know all those questions are relating to what happens in a couple of weeks' time. I get that because we're at that point of the season, but all those things don't actually mean that much uh, internally. We just go into focus mode, and that is to do what we need to do to prepare for who we've got to play, and tomorrow we've got to play Richmond. So what we've spent our time on this week is making sure we're ready to play Richmond with our best.
3: Yeah, that's Ken Hinckley from Port Adelaide's press conference happening right now uh, in their captain's run. Bryce, I dare say Port will um, get over the line in that one. But I want to have a look at the rest of the round. There's not many ramifications on the finals anymore. But Hawks v. Fremantle. Hawks have gone in favourites here. How do you think this will play out?
0: Yeah, they've finished the season pretty well, the Hawks. Uh, I'm going to tip the Dockers, though, in an upset.
3: Yep. And North v. Suns. Now, big question around this one. To tank or not to tank? Because North Melbourne currently hold the number one pick. If they win, it's unlikely they hold on to that.
0: I think North will win this one. Down at Tassie, they usually play well down there.
3: Yeah, I I think that too. It will all come down to uh, secret plans going on in the background there. Brizzy v. St. Kilda. Probably a walk in the park for Brisbane there. Brisbane, yep. Another fascinating one, Geelong v. the Bulldogs. The Bulldogs are just a slim chance for the finals if they win this, aren't they?
0: Yeah, even before the Cats outs and putting players in in for surgery, as we know, I still like the Bulldogs. They haven't won down Mm. there for a long time, but uh, with those key outs for the Cats, the Bulldogs should win down at uh, Geelong.
3: Another cracking one, the Swannies taking on the Demons. This one does have ramifications for where the, predominantly where the Swans will finish.
0: Yeah, I think Melbourne will win. Will be a close game at the SCG though.
3: Yeah, it's been a fantastic show. Uh, We had a really emotive chat with you earlier, Gibber, about your retirement and, and the whole journey. And you guys can catch up on that on the podcast Saturdays in SA, wherever you get your podcast feed. Good luck today, Gibber. I know it's a bit of sweet I'll be watching.
0: Thanks, Tommy. And Thanks for everyone that's tech through text through their well-wishes. Very much appreciated.
3: Tear it to shreds, mate, and have a good weekend, whatever you're up to. We hope you have a happy, healthy weekend.